Mesechtes Chagiga, Daf Chaf Aleph, 16 lines in the bottom of Daf Chaf on Beis. We start a new parak and a new Mishnah. So at the end of the last parak of Ein Darshan, since Yud Chesem and Beis, we discuss five different levels. There was Chulin, there was Maiseshani, Truma, as well as Kachim and Mechatas. And we also discussed the concept of Chulin, Shinasu Ataris HaKadosh. So now our Mishnah starts, Chayma B'Kadosh Mir B'Truma. There are Chumras that Hagrish have over Truma. And Taisa points out, in Yibam Masel, Chayma B'Kadosh, Yud Alf Mailus Chashel L'Rava, Ulrab Ilah, Yud Milos, that there could be 11 different milos, 11 different levels or standards of Kedusha according to Rava that Kaidish or Hegdish has more than Truma and according to Rabbi Ila, we're going to count them as 10 and we'll see that in today's Gemara on Daf Chafalav. And the Mishnah starts with the first Chumar that Hegdish has over Truma. Shematvilim Kalim Betev Kalim Le Truma Avaloy Le Kaidish. If someone has two Kalim a larger Kli and a smaller Kli and they're both Tameh and you have to go and put them into the Mikvah to be Matari them, you'll have to take the smaller Kli and place it into the larger Kli and be metired in a mikvah if you're dealing with kalim that you're going to use for truma. But this kalim would not be considered tar if you want to use them for hegdish. And the Mishnah continues with the second case, the outside of a kli, the inside of a kli, and also the base atzvita, which the Gemara will define, is some sort of a handle that you could use, and it has its own ishtamshus. So, so what does this mean? Rashi says, if you have a utensil that you could use, the outside, the inside, and and the base Yutasai for separate Ishtamshas. So the din is Bidagaya Truma that called Tashmish Vitashmish Shaboy, Khashiv Klibnay Asmay, each individual usage and each individual possible usage is considered its own Kali, Lenin Truma, Shinit Mazer, Lenin Mazer. And if one part of the Kli becomes tummy, we still would say that the rest of the Kli would be considered tar, and we look at each part of the Kli as separate Kalim. However, as Rashi points out, with Tumadrabanan coming, this is only specifically if the Kli became tummy, Tumadrabanan. But of course, if the Kli became tummy through a derisive that Tumah, then of course that Tumah goes and extends to the entire Kali. And Rashi points out, that if one part of Kli becomes Tumah, even on Tum Drabanan, since we have a Milo bin Gea Hegdish, therefore the entire Kli would be considered Tumah. And the Mishnah continues with the third Chumr that Hegdish has over Tumah, that if someone's carrying the shoe of a Zub, for example, which is Tumah Medris, and of course something that's Tumah Medris is considered an Ava Tumah, you're still allowed to carry in your other hand a barrel of chuma or a jug of chuma that's closed because that jug is a klicheris and the klicheris does not become tummy from the outside and only from the inside and we're not chayshis that maybe you're going to take that shoe and somehow go within the airspace of that kli and that's why benigay chuma you'll have to carry them in two hands or you'll have to even carry them potentially on one board however benigay hegdish the din is that you're not allowed to carry a shoe of a zav and you're not allowed to carry somebody that has Thomas medrash together with a kli that has hegdish in it and Ayin Rashi he explains that in a Chuma, you could carry a Chuma in an earthenware barrel that doesn't become tummy from the outside, and it's talking about a case where you're not going to touch anything that's inside the barrel. Now, of course, keep in mind that since this actual shoe is a Medrus Tuma and that's an Abba that shoe will be Metami the person, and a person can become Rishul Tuma. So, of course, the person can't be Metami the outside of the Kli, even if it would be a metal Kli or a Kli 8, because even though those could become tummy from the outside, but a Kli does not become a Shane of the However, the chiddush over here is that you don't say that maybe the person will stick their hand inside that kli and make the food product the true motame. And we also are not going to be guys and we're not going to be chayshish that maybe the person will take the shoe and put it into the airspace of the keli of chuma and be matami what's inside it and make that tummy. And the Mishnah continues with number four: big day oichli chuma medrus lekaidish that the begadim of a person that's careful with chuma and therefore they're watching and making sure that the chuma doesn't become tummy. That begad still has a din like it's a medrus benigay a hegdish. And 
therefore we look at the beggar as an abatuma and it could be metame hegdish. And why is that? Because since they're only careful with the gay so it could be that hegdish, we have to worry that maybe the wife who was a nido or a zava sat down at the beggar and made it an abatuma based on Thomas Medris. And the Mishnah now continues with his fifth chumrah that hegdish has over chumrah, and it says, midas hegdish, midas that the chumrah of hegdish is not like the dinim of chumrah. And Rashi points out, and if you Rashi, this line seems to only apply bin next in that's talking about chatzitza, bin being toivel something in a mikvah. However, Ayn and Taisa, they seems to be bothered that the Mishnah started and said, and now the Mishnah says a new line and it says, and Taisa is bothered why we say this line. And the Mishnah tells us, what's the chul of bin chatzitza? That if someone has an item of hegdish that has to go into the mikvah and it has a tie on it and it's a loose tie and therefore it's not really chatzitza midiraisa, but you have to still untie it and then you have to dry it as well and then you have to be titled after that back in Kaisha and if you want afterwards you could retie it however you can even tie it at that point as long as it's tied loosely and we're not worried about and then afterwards you could be titled it and it would seem it could even be wet prior to being titled it and Rashi explains what's the problem with chatzitza over here because even though this knot is a loose knot and really it's not really chatzitza however it's a chumrah but a gay hegdish because it's similar to chatzitza and the same reason why you have to make sure it's dry because if it's moist you have to go and dry it first and only afterwards you can be titled because this is also similar to chatzitza because when you have a wet item a wet cloth it tightens that night and therefore even though we're not going to be machbar and we're going to let you go and be titled with it however we're going to make a chumrah and say that since potentially it looks like this chatzitza and maybe water is not actually getting onto every single spot so therefore we say you're not allowed to go and be toivel unless you dry the beggar and you dry the knot now although we're going to continue counting the Mishnah as Rav counts and we counted this as number 5 as we will see in the Gemara Rabbi Law actually holds that this is not counted as a separate case because as we'll see in the Gemara he learns that the first case of the Mishnah is also dealing with Chatzitza and that was the case of Shemachbil and Kalim Betech Kalim Kaidish, and therefore according to Rabbi Law at this point we actually only have 4 and that's why like Taisa said Rabbi Law counts the Mishnah as having 10 milers, and according to Rabbi, we can come out with 11 different milers. And the Mishnah continued with the sixth Chumrah of Hegdish over Chumrah. Kalim Hanigmarim, if you have a cleave that was completed, Bitaira, and you know that you are Tar when you're completing and you were being careful to make sure that it stays Tar, you still have to go and put it into a mikvah in order to use it for Hegdish. But for Chumrah, there is no such Chumrah. Rashi points out, Kalim Hanigmarim Bitaira, why do we use a Lashon that was Nigma Bitaira? Why don't we say Kalim that was created Bitaira? Some of the government should ruin the Kabbalah Tumah. At the point that the Mishnah is specifically, you have to be careful with the Gay Kalim only when it's close to being completed. And at that point, it already has a Shem Kli. But prior to that point, even if you go and build a Kli and you're making a Kli when you're tummy, there's not a problem because it's not considered a Kli. And of course, the only thing that could be Makabal Tumah is an actual Kli that has a use. And Taizu also points out the same thing. And the Mishnah continues with case number seven. That if someone has a cleat that has a bunch of pieces of food in it, so if Reuven goes and touches one of those pieces of food, it's going to be metame all of the pieces of food. All of the pieces of food will become tame because we look at the cleat that's metzarif all of these pieces and we look at it as if they're all one piece of food. However, of course, as the Mishnah states, this is only a chumr, but not a chumr. And if all the pieces of food are not touching 
each other, then the only thing that becomes Tameh is the piece that the actual person that is Tameh touched. However, the rest of the food would not become Tameh. However, let's say all the food was touching each other. For example, if Reuven is an Avatumah and he touches piece A, then piece A becomes a Rishul Tumah. Piece A is now touching piece B. Piece B will therefore become a Shein Tumah. And now that piece B is touching piece C, that actually will become a Shlish Tumah. But of course, the Tumah can't go further than the Truma because Truma only could get to the point of Shlishi and it can't go and transmit Tumah further to become a Revealer Tumah. And keep in mind, of course, if an Abba Tumah, for example, touches the Kli and the Kli becomes a Rishain, then the Kli will go and be Metama, everything that's inside the Kli and everything else will become Rishain Tumah. But we're talking about a case over here where a person did not touch the Kli at all. He only touched the food that was within the Kli. And even though some would think that maybe what should happen over here is that the person that touched the Eichel and the Eichel, for example, became Rishain, now the Eichel should be Metama the Kli and then the Kli should be Metama everything else that's inside it. That, of course, doesn't work because the Eichel can't be Metame Kli, that the only time a Kli can become Tame is only through an Avatoma, only up to the point of being coming a Rishain, and a Kli can never become a Shein Latoma. Mishnah now continues with the eighth Chumra of Hegdish over Chumra. Now, Ravi of a Kaddish Puzzle, that there's a dinner of Ravi, that something that's Hegdish can become a Ravi, and that has a dinner of Puzzle. Puzzle is always used as a Lushan that's unfit to eat at this point, even though it can't go and transmit the Tumor any further. The Chumra is more Kal because Vashli Shibachuma, the furthest that Chumra could become Tame, is only up to the level of Shlishi and it can't go further and it can't get to become a Ravi. The Mishnah continues with the ninth Chumra of Hegdish over Chumra. Over Chumra, in the Tmeis Achis Miyadav Chavrasa over Kaidish Mat Bilstein. The dinner is, of course, if someone becomes Tame Midiraisa, then it doesn't make a difference what part of your body becomes Tame. Your entire body, of course, is Tame. However, in the Geir Dinim of Tumra Drabbanan, where someone's hands could become Tame, so the dinner is as follows. If you're dealing with Chumra, then if only one of your hands become Tame, then the second hand is considered Tar, even if you're going to go and rub the hands together. And therefore, as we saw in Dr. Chesim Abayz, if someone wants to be matar their hands, in this case, he would only have to pour water on one of his hands, like we said before, a revius of Mayim. However, B'degea Hegdish, if a person has Tumor on one of his hands, and then he rubs both hands together, or he touches one hand to the other, then the dinner would be that the second hand would become Tameh. And since we had a Chumar before that we said B'degea Hegdish, that the dinner is that you can't go wash your hands with water, you actually have to take your hands and put them into the mikvah. In this case, you would have to be matul shtein, you would have to be titled both of your hands in a mikvah of water. As the Mishnah says, One hand could be metama, the other hand, and the Mishnah continues with the tenth item where Hegdish is more common than Chuma. Even if your hands are stam yadayim and they consider shtiyas lotuma, the dinners you could go and eat any pears that are dried pears which never got wet and therefore they were never hukshul kabot But there's a major chumra, that even though these pears are not even hukshul kabot we still don't allow you to touch these pears, even though your hands are number one dry, and number two, they're only a shniyas lutumah. And the mission now completes its list of dvarim that there's a chumr of hegdish over chuma with the eleventh item. If someone is an oinin, we are one of the sheva kriven died, and therefore he has a din of aninas. And as we know, an oinin cannot eat hegdish. And Rashi points out that this oinin that we're referring to is even an oinin that never became tamei mace. He was not metamei b'meisai. And this chumr is also relevant to mechusikapurim. So, for example, if it's of, like Rashi says, was and then he had Harav Shemesh, and therefore he's really tar. But the next day, the din is that he has to bring a carbon into the base of Mikdash. He's considered Mechusikapurim, and like Rashi says, because his Gemat Haira is still totally that he has to bring a carbon, and up until that point, he actually is now eat Hegdish. So the din is that this Oinein or this Mechusikapurim, the din is that after they finish with that period, either the Aninus period or he brings the Karbonis, he would have to 
go to the mikvah prior to eating hegdish avaloyel chuma, but there is no such chumah binigayah chuma. And as we understand, because binigayah hegdish is a din now in the can't eat hegdish, and now it's the period of time that he's allowed to start eating hegdish. So we have to have a tefillah in order to be matir himself and be able to eat hegdish. And even though you don't need hair of shemesh, but there is a din of tefillah. But binigayah chuma, they were able to eat chuma as an oinin or even as a mechusik kapurim, which we know from the mishnah mesechtes brachas, as we said that meemus that there is no din that you have to wait if you're mechusik kapurim till the morning and you can eat shuma right away. And there is no din that you have to go to mikvah in order to eat shuma. And we begin the Gemara. The first case of the Mishnah we said is a chumah of kaidish over shuma was shemat bilan kelim betekelim luchuma avuloy lekaidish. The Gemara begins and asks, but kaidish my time aloy. Why is it that benegayah the din of hegdish you now take two kelim that are both tamei and you want to put them into the mikvah and you can't take this smaller keli and put it into the larger keli and be matarin in that fashion. So the Gemara says, because there's a problem over here of chatzitza, that since you have one kli within the other kli, so potentially they'll get stuck together, the water of the mikvah will not be able to get in between both of these kalim, and therefore it'll be chatzitza, and as Rashi says, that the tefillah will not work, not for the larger keli and not for the smaller keli. But the Gemara now asks, if the case that we're going to have in the sefer is going to be based on chatzitza, which is the case that we had, benegate or not, that was in a beged. So it would seem that the reason why there's a chumrah by Hegdash bin Agei, the first case in the Mishnah where the two kalim are put together is not because of chatzitza, because if they would both be because of chatzitza, we would only have to say one case in the Mishnah and not say two cases. As Rashi says, the time of Tabai Mishum Chatzitza, both of these cases are because of chatzitza, Vlashmina, and the Chiddush is the Gabi Kaidish, but the Gay Hegdash called the Dominic Chatzitza Paisabai, that anything that's similar to chatzitza, even though it's not a real chatzitza Midiraisa, still we say it's not going to be a good tefillah. And Chum, we only pass all real chatzitza, so listi chadiminayo. Well, we should only say one case, and why do we have to say two different cases? The Gemara says, What is the case of the Sefer that we're talking about that's relevant to chatzitza? The Ketani Sefer, we learn to the Sefer, as we said before, that the din is that if you have a tie on a beggar, you have to untie that even though it's a loose knot, and then you have to dry it also, as we explained before, based on a potential chatzitza, and then it could be titled. And if you want, you could tie it afterwards. Have a bit of Jigayashuma. You can even go and tie it lechatchila. And as long as it's a loose knot, it won't be a problem of chatzitza. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Lo will respond that Reisha v'Seif Meshim Chatzitza. Really, both the Reisha and the Seifa are dealing with the case of chatzitza, and it's a chumra b'Negei Hegdash. That even though it's not a chatzitza the Reisha, that will still be chayshish for the chatzitza, and we're going to not allow this tefillah to happen. But we do need the Reisha and the Seifa, the Ashmin and Reisha. If we'd only talk about the Reisha, where the two kalim were put together, how many you would think high time the lekaydish Maybe the reason why the Benigayah Hegdash we have a Chumrah is specifically Mishum because you have the heaviness of the inner Kli that's weighing down onto the outer Kli and therefore it's going to create this area where the water can't fit in between them and it's a bigger problem of Chatzitza. I will say for Benigayah the Begad where there's a knot and it's a loose knot the Lekha Kfeidah Shakli that there's no heaviness of the Kli that's forcing the water not to get into that area and the water will be able to get into there and there's only a Vaitach Shash so you would think that maybe for Hegdash also that's not a chetzitza, and it will be fine, and we wouldn't have a chumrah with a gay hegdish. So that's why we need the case of the sefer. And vi yash the sefer. If we only say the case of the sefer where you had the beged that had the knot in it, have meaning. You might think kind of time with kaidish loy. Maybe the reason why we have a chumrah with a gay hegdish by the beged is specifically with a gay beged. As we turned off chaf al from base, mishum the kitru b'maya aduki mehadik. Because when you have a knot that's in the water, so then the water actually causes it to get even tighter, and therefore it's even going to be closer to become a chetzitza. And that's why we have a chumrah with a gay. Hegdish and some of the word over here, but 
but the gate the ratio we were talking about one smaller keli inside the larger keli and when water goes into the kalim the water actually causes them to float and therefore the chayra there would actually be a separation between the smaller kli and the larger kli and the water will definitely get inside that area so maybe we would say that even with the gate hegdish we're not going to be machmer and we're going to say that's not a chatzitza at all so therefore tzricha that's why according to Rabbi Law we actually needed two cases of the Mishnah and like we said according to Rabbi Law therefore he only has ten milers he only has ten different levels of Chumras B'negei Hegdish over Chumra and as the Gemara says because Rabbi Ilah is going according to his own Shita we only have 10 separate Milas because the first and the fifth Mila are both talking about the case of Chatzitza and even though it is a Tzrichasa but Lemais is telling us to basically the same din and Rabbi Ilah in the name of Rabbi Papa actually continues to explain the Mishnah and he categorizes the Mishnah into two separate items Chumish Rishonish the first five cases or the first five Milas or actually the first six because we would count the first and fifth as the same number and therefore the sixth one will actually be part of the first five. The din is that they apply this chumrah side to hegdish and even to something which is chul and we give it this chumrah. However, the last five cases, it only applies to hegdish but we don't apply these chumras to someone that is to keep it Torah on the milo of hegdish. So for example, as we said yesterday, that someone has chulin, that that person that's so careful but the gay chulin, like it's hegdish because he wants to teach his children and he wants to train his family but the gay hegdish, that person would actually look at chulin even though generally chulin can only become a shayla tumah if his chulin becomes a shlishi or becomes a revealer tumah then he would not use that chulin Rabbi Law in the name of Chalina Bar Papa actually says that there's a very big difference between the first five cases or the first six cases of the Mishnah and the last five cases of the Mishnah then the first part of the Mishnah we're talking about things that can apply that chumrah both to hegdish and to but by the last five, they're not as chomer, and therefore they're only going to apply to Hegdish, but not to Chul and Shinasah And the Gemara asks, my timer, what's the difference between the first five cases and the last five cases? And the Gemara explains, Chomish Kamaisa, the first part of the Mishnah, the Islu Jara, the Tum Midraisa, God's Rabbana, Bain Lakaydish, Bain Lakul and Shinasah that since in the first five or six cases of the Mishnah, the reason why we're going to be Machbar is actually be based on some potential, even if it's a small potential, of a Tum as we'll explain at the end of the Gemara, so therefore the Rabbanon said in that case since we're worried about such a Chumrah so therefore we're going to be Machmer for Hegdish as well for Chul and Shnasal Taras HaKadosh but by Sraisa by the last five cases the less we draw the Tumad that there is no case and there's no potential for any Tumad and some actually take out the word Midraisa because there's no potential even for Tumor because we're Rabbanon Kadesh, so therefore the Rabbanon will Geyser specifically for Hegdish but Chul and Shnasal Taras HaKadosh like Gozber Rabbanon but a Chul and that's Nasal Taras HaKadosh and therefore it's on the lesser Madrega the Rabbanon didn't go and apply that and in order to explain what exactly the Gemara means as far as Jor the Tumadurais or Bidigate five or six cases of the beginning of the Mishnah, we're gonna get back to the long Rashi that's on the side of the Gemara at the end of this year. However, the Gemara continues and says, Rava Amar Rava argues on Rabilah, and he says, the safer have Mishim Khatsitsa, since the safer, the fifth case of the Mishnah that's talking about the knot, is dealing with a problem of Khatsitsa. So Rasha Lab Mishim Khatsitsa, the Rasha therefore is not talking about Khatsitsa, and Rava actually stays with the question of the Gemara that the Gemara had on Rabbi Law, and he didn't like the Tzricha said that we made been a gay Rabbi Law for so if so what's the reason the ratio that we said that someone can't be toivel one kli within another kli Xera Shaloy Yakbil Machta Mitzanayus B'Kli Sheim B'Kliv Kishvayrus Hanoyed the reason why the Rabbanan made a Chumrah but a gay Hegdash because they said that in a Chinami when you put one kli into another kli there's definitely not going to be a problem with Chatzitza and in reality this Tyra in this Mikvah should be a perfectly valid Tyra however there's another problem we're worried that 
since you're going to take a small clea and put it into another clea, you may go and take a very small clea. So for example, you may take a needle or a hook and you may place it into a tube that's the size of a store or a tube of a drinking bottle. And that is not considered a valid size for a mikvah. It's considered its own makam b'fnei atzmai. And therefore, by putting it into that area and thinking that since it's also in a mikvah, therefore there's some sort of hashaka going on and it would actually be a valid tefillah. It's actually not a valid tefillah. And as Rashi says, definitely it's not considered tefillah. Because the water that's inside this tube is actually not considered mechub, it's not considered attached to the mayor mikvah. And therefore, you weren't really tovel this needle. Only in the small amount of water that's inside of this kli. And since it's such a scenario where you're going to take a needle and place it into another kli, which is this tube, that for sure is not a tefillah, and that's not going to work. Therefore, we made a chumrah, and we said you can't take any kli and place it within another kli. Because you may go and take a needle and try to be retired in a similar way. And the Gemara now proves that there is an actual share, but Igea making a connection between a mikvah that is a valid mikvah and another body of water that's not a valid mikvah in order to combine the two and create a connection, but Igea Shaka, as we learned in the Mishnah of Itanan. Here, mikvahs, in order to attach two different mikvahs, if you have, for example, one mikvah that's a shalim and it has 40 saw, and right next to it you have another bar that has less than 40 saw, and you want to attach them, and by attaching them, you're going to want to go and be mitar and be things in this smaller body of water that's not even 40 saw, you can do that as long as you have some sort of a connection between the two bodies of water that's at least the side of the circumference of this of this tube or the straw of this drinking bottle and as we'll see in a moment, it's not talking about the inner dimension, it's actually talking about the measurement of the outer circumference of that tube. And as the Gemara continues to define it, and we turn to that the measurement will be based on like the thickness and the size of its hole. now tells us if you want to know a practical way to know if you have the right size tube it's that the measurement is if you could take two of your fingers and you can inside it inside this hole and rotate your fingers and the Gemara now explains that that he holds like Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav Bavua that in our Mishnah that we have 11 different miles between Hegdish and Truma and the same way Rabbi Elah actually made a differential between the first five and the last five Rav and Rav Nachman and they also make a differential between the first six milas that we mentioned in Mishnah, which are really the same milas of Rabbi Law, and the last five, which are also the same milas of Rabbi Law, and they make a differential between those two parts of the Mishnah, and they say the same thing. That the first six chumras apply to Hegdish, and also applies to Chulish Nasatarius because, like we said before, there's Jura de Raisa. However, the last five chumras that we mentioned in Mishnah only apply to Hegdish, but they don't apply just like those chumras do not apply to Truma. But the bottom line is that Rabbi Lord, the name of Rabbi and Rabbi Nachman, the name of Rabbi Abua, all say that the first part of the Mishnah have a drawer the Tumah deraisa, while the last part of the Mishnah do not have any drawer the Tumah. So what does that mean? And Rashi explains how each of the six original chumras or milas that Hegdish has over Truma has a connection to a chashash Tumah deraisa. And let's go through all the cases of the Mishnah. So the fear of Elo, the reason that the first case of the Mishnah where a small kli is inserted into a large kli that tire b'mikvah doesn't work for Hegdish and the same applies for the fifth case the Divya Akal even according to Rav where there's a not on a beged is because we are chayshit for a potential chatzitza which is of course a psal deraisa and therefore of course the tefillah doesn't work number two the reason why the entire kli becomes tummy by Hegdish is since there is a concept of the spit of a zav which is considered mashka zav which is an avatama and would be metamid entire kli on a deraisa level and that's a pshat that 
there is some chashash for a tumadurai. So on the third case, we had a reason why Hanaisis Hamedris, someone who's actually carrying a shoe that is an Abatumah based on Tumas Medris, can't carry it together with an earthenware barrel of Hegdish, is based on Xera of Tumadurai. So as the Gemara will discuss and bring a story where the shoelaces of a shoe fell into the airspace of an open barrel, which of course would create Tumadurai. And the reason why in the fourth case of the Mishnah, the Big Day Echel Chuma is considered Tumi Medris as it's relevant to Hegdish, is because of Echashash that maybe his wife, who is indeed the sad on this beggar, which is of course Tumadurai. And in the sixth case of the Mishnah, where the Rabbana required someone to be tribal a new kli that is completely tar, which was Nigba Betaira, in order to use it for Hegdish, is based on a possible Tumadurisa, because we're chayshish that some spit of an Amaritz may have fallen on the kli. And of course, Lafi Rabban, Rab Nachman Amaravavua, who argued on Rabila, and they explained that in the case of a kli kli that was placed in the mikvah and it's not considered a valid Taira, is not because of the Pshat of Rabila that's based on Chatzitza, but they learned that the reason is because of Xerah that one shouldn't come to, to be tribal needle in a small tube, which would, of course would be a completely invalid fila on a derisive level because you didn't actually place the needle in a valid mikvah. Therefore, clearly in all of the cases in the first half of the Mishnah, they have some connection to Tumah Deraisa, and that is why these Chumras were even extended to Chul and Shinas Al-Tairis HaKadish, but the Chumras in the last part of the Mishnah have no connection, or at least very little connection to Tumah Deraisa, and therefore they weren't extended to Chul and Shinas Al-Tairis HaKadish. And also, Ayin entices that Chafam and Bez in the Mishnah, that he takes this concept a bit further, and he Explains that the reason why the Mishnah didn't mention and count two additional Chumas Bagdish, which we find on Yudzayan and Bayes in the Mishnah, number one, that a person needs to be tivel their hands in order to eat Hegdish, whereas for Chuma they only need the Tilsi Daim and they don't have to put their hands into the Mikvah Tyra, and number two, that Huxak the Chuma, Loi Huxak the Hegdish, which we learned in the Mishnah on that Fiyut Chasim and Bayes, is because as opposed to all the Chumas in the Mishnah, including the last five Chumas, which have some connection to Tumma Duraisa, and as Taisa says, it could draw the Tumma Ksas, Taisa explains that these two Chumas have no connection at all to a chash tum at all and therefore they're not mentioned or counted in our Mishnah and we will stop over here.